0: featuring interviews and commentary from Animal Rights Zone, the online social network for humans who seek justice for other animals. You can find us on the web at www.arzone.net. I'm your host, Carolyn Bailey. In today's episode, Tim Geyer and I are pleased to welcome back to AR Zone a cool vegan, Cathy Devine. Cathy is an author from Sydney, Australia. She's been vegan for nine years and vegetarian for 12 years before that. Cathy's mission is to share the benefits of the vegan lifestyle with as many people as possible and to help empower others toward making compassionate decisions. In 2009, Cathy started an interview-based blog, VegansAreCool.com, where she presents the views of other vegans from around the planet. In 2011, she published two books, Forever 21 and Vegans Are Cool. In 2012, she launched the Vegan of the Year Awards. Kathy likes to stay busy and her newest book, Plant-Powered Men, is what we'll be speaking with her about today. Kathy, thank you so much for being with us again and welcome back to Zone.
1: Thank you, Carolyn, and thank you for having me again. You're very welcome. Kathy, would you please tell
0: our listeners why you chose the subject, Plant-Powered Men, for your latest book?
1: Well, basically, everything I do, I want to do so more people can become vegan. So, uh, my books will always be about veganism. But in addition to that, the reason that I chose to do a book specifically for men is, um, I was at the at the time when I was um, when it came about the first idea. There was a lot of talk of nuclear war and a lot of rumblings about different, uh, you know, tensions in the world. And I, I just noticed that a lot of the leaders are men. And I thought, wouldn't it be great if if all the these great leaders were vegan? Because I heard that when people go vegan, it's often reported that their aggression decreases and that they become a lot more peace-loving just because of the food they're eating. Um, there's some kind of change that comes uh, from this diet as one of the, the many side effects of, of being vegan. So I had this idea that you know, if, if, if all the great leaders became vegan, that w- it, it could be a uh, a way to, to world peace. And there's been a lot of connections between veganism and world peace. So um, that was one of the one of the starting points and one of my inspirations, which isn't the usual thing, uh, the usual reason to write a vegan book. But um, I, and I know men in particular struggle to be vegan for, for various reasons, um, more so than women. And I, I wanted to make a book that not only gives um, factual information about the benefits of going vegan but also inspiration directly from men themselves about why they are vegan and just give, to give men some confidence and motivation to take that step.
0: That's really interesting Kathy, and I think it's a wonderful reason to write a book. Who would you have been hoping to reach and who would you like to be reading the book?
1: Um, Every man that's not vegan yet. <laughs> but, uh, I think men that, that would, would have thought about it or they've heard about it and they need that extra step, uh, they need the confidence and uh, the feedback I've gotten from the book is that after reading it, you could never challenge any of these men about their vegan lifestyle because they're just so confident and uh, their self-esteem is just so high about their lifestyle that you couldn't fault it and you'd also feel inspired to do it. That's what I'm getting so far from men that aren't vegan and have have come across it and have read it. So um, ideally, obviously, I'd love all hardcore meat-eating men to read it and then have an epiphany that they should be vegan. That's the ideal. And, um, yeah, we're working on that.
0: Look, I agree with what you just said. I I found the book incredibly inspiring. Um...
1: I literally wrote about two or three pages. So it's not – I don't consider it my book at all. I consider it – the you know the male vegan community's book, and it's these 38 men that wrote for the book that really deserve the recognition because I, I do I am quite choosy when I when it comes to these kind of books um, compilations and try to find people that I know are already inspiring others to change and that are very um, sure about the lifestyle are very confident in it and thriving as a vegan and these 38 men I can guarantee they're thriving and they 've got their own fan bases they're 're amazing people, some of them are quite well known within the vegan community and this book is their book and it's it 's a book it's It belongs to men everywhere.
0: How did you go about uh, choosing those to be interviewed was it Was it difficult
1: um, no i got a lot of men approach me asking to be in it, and I also had my own wish list um, i chose i wanted I always want to choose a broad cross section in terms of occupation, age, where they come from. So I wanted to include all continents, um, and as many countries as possible, so that mo- as many cultures as possible are represented, so that whoever picks up the book, they could relate to somebody in there. Um, because it's making that connection with one of the stories that really, um, you sort of like clinches the deal for people. So if they can relate to at least one person or hopefully more than then that's, that's what helps people. So I'm always out for looking for the diversity. Um, and I'm happy to say in this book, we've got not only athletes and bodybuilders, but we've got scientists. We've even got a vegan tradesman, a builder. Uh, we've got a broad cross-section of the population in the hope that it reaches as many people as possible.
0: How were the interviews conducted? Did you speak with each of the contributors by phone or the internet yourself, or did you have help from others, or did the contributors submit written essays?
1: Uh, All except one are done over email, and I, I do it all personally. I contact them all personally initially and then send them the questions, or I just let them know. I ask them, what do you think will inspire men? And some of them came up with their own um, completely um, their own articles. Um, some of them were question-based. But, um, yeah, I, I like I like it mostly to come from them because they're men, they know better than me what's going to inspire other men. So I give them free reign to do what they want, basically. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
0: um, I suspect that uh, many people who listen to our podcasts probably think, you know, gosh, I could never write a book myself. But here you are having written three books. What advice could you offer to somebody who might want to tackle this sort of project themselves?
1: Go for it. The more the better. And it's not that hard. Um, I know e-books are becoming very popular. And I was just on Facebook before the interview. There's actually an e-book about how to write an e-book. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to download it and check it out. But um, I think it's not as hard as it looks. The main, I think the main thing with books is have a very good editor, have very good cover design. And um, if, if, you know, if the if the if the books well edited and there's a great you've got a professional cover, it goes a long way.
0: What I've found, um, particularly with I guess better known vegans from mm. around the world, most of them are incredibly approachable and really mm. willing to help out, aren't they?
1: Yeah, they've got uh, they've just got they've all got the right motives. They've got beautiful hearts, and they're just they're in it for the animals, or they're in it to help people with their health. And, yeah, people are very approachable. And if you don't try, you'll never know. Exactly. I agree with that.
0: (laughs) Kathy, why did you choose to focus on men in this book? Why not plant-powered men and women?
1: I think men need their own book. I think, uh, you know, the balance between the ratio of men and women in the vegan or vegetarian community is, uh, you know, there's a lot of women and not too many men, basically. So... I think we talk about affirmative action for women in employment and all these kind of things. I regard this book as affirmative action for men in the vegan world, and I I think it's needed. I think something just for them, and I've had people come up uh, at book signings and say they really appreciate it that it was just all about them, and uh, that's really, really hard out there to be a vegan man on your own in workplaces, and I spoke to a a vegan policeman, Um, you know, a guy that's in the the force all by himself in a a station and he just said, oh, it's so hard, but he believes in what he's doing, but he just really appreciated the book as some kind of backup and acknowledgement of of what he's doing.
0: You said that um, vegan men are deserving of their own book and I absolutely agree with you. What are some of the reasons that you think that's the case?
1: Because there are different issues um, preventing men from going vegan and that's what's addressed in the book. Um, You know, the... There's a few reasons that there's a a kind of an imbalance between men and women. I think that the social pressure on men to be meat eaters and the social conditioning that they've gone through as children to say that men are big and tough and they eat meat and meat is what you need for protein. And the misinformation that they get in regards to health are all things that are, um, you know, from that are men-orientated and that I think needed dressing on their own.
0: Cathy, I'm guessing it was a deliberate choice not to call the book Vegan Men or even Vegan and Vegetarian Men. Was it a deliberate choice? And if it was, what factors led to you making that choice?
1: Yes, it was absolutely a deliberate choice. For men I decided there was no way we were putting the word vegan or vegetarian on the cover and we wanted uh, a title that sounded strong as well so we, we looked at things like plant strong plant powered those kind of things but um, in the end we went with plant powered
0: okay and why why was it a deliberate choice not to use the word vegan or vegetarian
1: um I just there's still that perception of the word vegan having certain connotations and just thought that we don't want to give them any more obstacles than they've already got so we wanted to choose a, a cover that was uh, you know, as encouraging as possible and and gave them the kind of like the backup that men are strong and and try to tie it in with. we Like it's a green cover, so it's kind of veg, subliminally veg, but not being too over the top.
0: Okay. I was going to ask you if the contributors individually felt any need or any pressure to avoid using the dreaded V word. But from what I've read, it seems they certainly didn't at all. Was that something that you discussed with the contributors individually or was it something that they were concerned about with their individual contributions?
1: No, I didn't mention it to them at all. Um, I just let them write in the style and the way that they wanted to express themselves. I think it's important to let people be creative in their own way. And um, basically once... I just wanted the cover to be... uh, a mass appeal but the way men want to talk about veganism is their thing and I think by I I believe in in the word vegan and I think it should be used it was just a decision for the cover only. Kathy what were some of the common themes or were there some common themes that emerged from the contributors? Yeah I think they wanted to uh, make the point that about the connection between protein and the vegan diet to make it very clear that there's adequate protein um in vegan food that was one of the um themes that a lot of the men wanted to um wanted to talk about and they wanted to really express how confident and how happy and how much joy that being vegan um brought to them and it was a lot about there was a lot of the it was more than just food there was a lot of change within themselves which was really what i was i wanted to hear from them and it just they did that naturally, they wrote about that, just saying how much happy happier they are, and that's why when I do some publicity for the book, I talk about them being happier because emotionally they're just so much happy so much happier and, and satisfied with their life.
0: What one thing did you learn in the writing of plant powered men that may have surprised you the most
1: um, i I really think it's the complete transformation that happens when a man goes vegan, uh, which I didn't expect. I thought they would talk of just a lot about food and building muscle and that kind of thing. But regardless whether they are religious or not, there was some kind of spiritual transformation and some kind of compassion that awakened in people that never had it before. And all these feelings of peace and joy, it sounds very hippie and everything but it it was it was really surprising and and these men said that they became complete individuals after going vegan as before they they didn't they felt you know not not themselves and they really came into their own once they went vegan um i just yeah it it exceeded my expectations what they wrote we touched on this a little bit before when you were talking about about why you chose the title plant powered men but in the Um, first chapter you write a new breed of man is helping to redefine notions of masculinity could you talk a little bit more about what you mean by that I think it's just about men being allowed to to be full human beings and allowed to express compassion and allowed to love animals without having this criticism and and being told that they're not masculine and a couple of the men do talk about masculinity and what it means for them and it's not, it's not about eating meat it has nothing to do with it and that's what I meant by that that we're redefining what it is to be a man and it's, it, it can be compassion and it can be love for all creatures and men should be allowed to feel that and should be allowed to be vegan without being criticised and being told they're less of a man
0: Kathy, to follow up on that Do you have a view on the role of women within the advocacy community? Do you see it as one in which women are going to continue to be presented in some advocacy campaigns in the same ways that they can be presented in advertising campaigns, say, to sell cars and cosmetics and that sort of thing? Um, Mm. Are women... Destined to be used to attract the attention of real men, in the hopes that you know so-called real men will buy what the
1: advocacy campaigns are selling. Mm. I wish that we didn't have to do that, mm. because we should be all intelligent human beings and just go on ethical, logical arguments. But uh, I, I am—I know what you who you're referring to; those kinds of organisations and. I guess they're thinking whatever works, and they just want to save animals, which which is mm. fair enough. But I, in the ideal ideal world, I, I wish that we didn't have to do that kind of thing because it is demeaning to women, and I think unnecessary. But uh, we do live in the world we live in, and uh, yeah, but it's not ideal, absolutely not.
0: Yeah, I, I guess I guess where I see it mostly as being problematic is that you know from within the advocacy community, the, the message that we're trying I think, to get out there is that oppression and exploitation of all others yes. is, is is what we're trying to put an end to and what we're trying to educate people on. But when we see groups that don't seem to understand the intersectionality of that and, and aren't willing to address it mm. when it's brought to their attention, I think that that's where I see it as problematic.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, And these groups continue to do... The same style of campaigns despite it being brought to their attention and yeah I don't know personally I wouldn't I don't use my body to flaunt my books or anything <laughs> like that and I, I know people are very successful when they do that style of campaigning and um, despite if I have a good bikini body or not I'm not willing to use it so um, I, I believe in having dignity and respect and just going on the facts and going on the information like if it's a good book or if it's a good campaign it will sell and it will be successful and we won't have to um, go down to that level but that's me personally.
0: Thanks Kathy. What's going to be the topic of your next book?
1: Well since plant-powered men there have been several women that have requested plant-powered women so we're working on that <laughs> and I'm sure we'll, that will come up with some issues that women also need to address. I mean not all the population is uh, composed of vegan women amongst the female population. Um, so obviously there are women that, that need their questions answered as well. So I'm also looking into that as well.
0: Cathy, thank you so much for taking our questions today. We really appreciate your time. Is there anything that you'd like for our listeners to know that we've not thought to ask you about?
1: No, I think we've had a good discussion and I really appreciate... Um, being asked back on your program again and for any men that are thinking of taking the plunge to go vegan um, you're welcome to check out the book it's on ebook as well if you prefer on Kindle and also on paperback from online bookstores and various retail outlets.
0: Excellent. Kathy thank you again so much for sharing your time with us today and thank you also for everything that you continue to do on behalf of both humans and other animals.
1: Thank you Carolyn thank you for having me. You're so welcome.
0: If listening to AR Zone, please visit us online at www.arzone.net and look for us on iTunes.